Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Excited to have everyone here. Excited to obviously, you know, have our good sis, my first lady, phenomenal woman, on with us today. Well, everyone, I think it's time to get started. Hi. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well, thank you. So let me just do the intro. Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, Ashley, the Amateur Expert, coming to you live today for this episode of The Amateur Expert. And I'm super, super, super excited to have the one, the only, my first lady, my delegation leader, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I am thrilled to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I feel like we've been DMing and I've seen you <laughs> on my comments and in my page for so long. So it's good to actually connect meaningfully. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I want to start um, in, so back in July of last year, I had gone to the Women Evolve Conference. I went all by myself. I was going through a really rough time and you created such a community of women um, that uplifted me while I was there. And it, I, I'm just so truly, truly honored and blessed that you were obedient and you uh, took your calling and you, you did what God told you to do. And then fast forward to this July, I was up late doing an assignment on you, a case study, and you had posted um, Luke 145. Blesses she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And I want to know, um, what does that scripture mean to you? Mm. You know, I think that that scripture stands out in my mind every single day that I wake up just because God's promises and the fulfillment of those promises versus my idea and what my life should look like were two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And when I wake up and I recognize that I'm living in the fulfillment of God's promise, it makes me realize that whatever I'm working on and whatever my dream or desired outcome is for that thing that I'm working on, it makes me surrender it ultimately to whatever God wants because I have been so wrong in the past of what I thought my life should look like, what I thought my next step should look like. And so I feel like it brings me to a place of centering where I'm able to say, okay, this is where I'm pointing my effort. But at the end of the day, God, I am living in the blessing of the fulfillment of your promises over my life. And so however you take this sacrifice and do with it what you will, I'm going to be satisfied because you've already proven so much to me. That's so good. And you know, you mentioned um, getting things wrong. And yeah. I can attest to getting so, <laughs> so many things wrong. Um, I followed my heart. I was married. I was, I followed, I didn't follow my heart and ended up getting divorced. And I love how you have shared your experiences with us in a way that is incredibly transparent, right? But also is, it allows the privacy of the other people involved. And I wonder, um, like, how do you balance that? Or how would you, how would you suggest someone do that in telling their story? You know, I think it's important when telling your story that you focus on your role, your responsibility, your feelings and reactions in that moment. 
So, of course, sometimes we have to set a stage about what is taking place. But I think to set the stage with the ultimate outcome to lead it back to your experiences and your revelations is the way to really tell your story. I think it's really important when telling our stories. And my parents really did this for me. You know, they gave me space to come to a place where I wanted to tell my story myself. And the people in our lives aren't always ready to share their stories the way that we are especially when we've gone through different traumatic experiences, they're not always ready to come to that place of healing. And so I think the more that you focus on your part of the story, it leaves room for them to share their own experiences and their own revelations as well. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that your ministry for me has literally changed my life. Like it, and it's changed the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I, had a major surgery and literally the only thing that I would listen to were your sermons. And yeah. my my mom would come in the room and she'd be like, Oh, okay, like let me let me just back out because you and SJR are having having your time. Um and then again like through the divorce. Um but I think what I, I say that to say that you have taken your trials, right? And turned it into a triumph and are inspiring so many women like myself. And so what, when did that click for you that that's what you could do? I think I started recognizing the impact of me telling my story and how it was affecting other women. I told my story like this, it was almost like a secret because I got pregnant before social media. I got mm -hmm. pregnant before really the internet was like on and popping and you could find everybody's business on there. And so I started blogging, but no one really knew this back part of my story. And I was just blogging about at the time I was trying to really process this relationship that I was in. It felt toxic. It was painful. And so I was just blogging from that place. And I realized that people were following the blog, but they didn't know that I had this story. And I always felt like if people knew the truth about who I was, like they may not want to listen. They may not want to be connected anymore. But I came to this place where I was like, I don't want to be held captive by my identity, by my own identity. Like this is my truth. This is my life. And if I am held, held captive by my past, then what does that mean about my future? And what does that mean about where I can progress from here? And so I told my story. I shared it with, uh, you know, the people who were following my blog at that time. And people were inspired by it. They were like, that's my story. I understand where you're coming from. This happened to me. That happened to me. And I realized that it was a trial and it was something that I had to work through. And it was something that I needed to really understand how I ended up in that situation in the first place. But there was also this opportunity to make sure that other women didn't feel alone or that I could help other women not experience those things. And for me, that, came, that became more important than keeping it a secret. I love that. Um, and so you've been talking more recently about um, dissolving. Right? Yes, honey. <laughs> yes, honey. We and must so, dissolve to evolve in this season. And so for those who aren't hip to the, the Women Evolve podcast, one, join us, join the delegation. We need you. We need you <laughs> with us. Um, but, um, you know, these quarantine pounds have hit a little differently. And so... Um, I don't even know, Sarah, I don't even know what's like, our guest today has, said to, has, has started sort of like a sub-ministry of dissolving. And so <laughs> my question for you is, um, what does self-care look like to you, especially during these time, this time? 
Oh, man. You know, for me, self-care is like really making time to be by myself. Like for me, dissolving, like getting in the gym is not self-care. It is necessary care, Mm. but it's not necessarily self-care. Like I don't feel I feel good afterwards, but I don't feel like my soul has been edified, that I am centered and not anchored. That is some people's testimony. That's not my testimony. My testimony (laughs) is that I have to get on that treadmill and run and I'm going to do it and that's going to be fine. But sitting outside, listening to music, sometimes getting in the car by myself allows me an opportunity to kind of figure out who I am, what I'm feeling, what I need from the world that I'm living and managing, you know, as a wife and a mom in a pandemic, a business owner, a minister, there are so many things. It's like I take off one hat and I put on the other hat. And scheduling time and days where I can just not have to switch from thing to thing to thing has been really important to me. Like, we were supposed to do this on Friday, but I asked, could we move it to Tuesday? Because, like, I just want to have Friday to just, like, be a person. And this is just 15 minutes, but I felt like 15 minutes is how I end up, like, taking on different tasks and projects. And so I'm being intentional about saying no and really setting up my life in a way that feels manageable. And sometimes that means letting people down or moving things around or just taking time to be by myself intentionally listen if you wanted to do this on saturday monday we would have we would have made it <laughs> well thank we you made a way. But, um, i thank you oh someone popped in the question let's see if it's appropriate mm-hmm. um are your blogs still available that most of them are on sarahjakesroberts.com most of them are still on there I I can't I wasn't saving them like in a word document because I wasn't like building a thing I was just talking so most of them were on like this old website so I transferred over as many as I could okay um so whoever asked me you have your answer um okay so you talked about boundaries and scheduling um and you are a woman who wears many hats um how did you and I don't I don't want to say scale because it's sort of like a ministry right but how did you decide like how you could take on more as you went along? Um, I don't know that I was intentional about taking on more. I felt like I was having this lull in my life. Uh, When I first started, you know, ministering, people were inviting me places. And so I would just kind of be like waiting for the next invitation for someone to come and I could exercise my gift of, you know, speaking and sharing what God was saying to me. But then I came to this place where I was like, what if you weren't just waiting for someone to invite you somewhere and you just became intentional about connecting with the people who are connected to your voice? And it was through that that I was like, oh, I could have a podcast. I could do this. I could do that. And I started like everything at the same time. And that was beautiful in that it allowed me all of these different outlets, but it was also challenging in that I wasn't expecting growth. Mm -hmm. And I planned to start it, but not to finish it. And I think that as entrepreneurs and as business owners, sometimes we just want to start something, but we have Mm -hmm. to consider like, how can I manage this if this becomes successful? I'm working on this business course right now and it's like start, sustain, succeed. Like how do we start it? How do we sustain it? And then how do we step into success? Because I think sometimes we focus too much on that one part. And so I had to sustain it because the response was bigger than I prepared for it. And so I'm still like reworking and manufacturing systems and structures that would help support what we have going. But uh, it's been a beautiful journey so far. 
Thank you for sharing that. Um, I just started a brand um, and it does feel very overwhelming. And so yeah. it's trying to take it day by day to make it um, make sense for me and then also be able to deliver um, to help other people, right? Oh, another question. I don't think we should do questions. Okay, <laughs> anyhow. So um, I am so full. Like I, one, like, I'm really trying to be present and be in the moment. And this is really like living in my dreams. Wow. And so I want to say thank you so much. Um, you are very busy, very talented, very uh, just grace-filled woman. And I, so I'm ex incredibly excited that you uh, took the time to 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 speak with me and to speak with um everyone on the show um so one of the questions that i ask on a typical thursday is um when you were a little girl what did you want to be when you grew up and what was the motivating factor behind that mm, okay that's a great question when i was a little girl i just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and the motivating factor behind that was is my mother, who is an incredible mom. And I, she just made us all feel like only children. And mm -hmm. so my goal was to just, like, create this opportunity for me to stay at home with my kids. And I guess in many ways, I do get to do that. I just have an office in the corner of our family room that allows me to stay at home and also help, hopefully help connect and empower a lot of women. I love that. And... Um, you are. <laughs> so let's, don't hope that you are definitely uh, doing that on a daily basis. So thank you. Um, and then the other thing I want to ask you is, um, what is your idea of success today? What does that look like to you? You know, okay. So this is a great question. Okay, I'm gonna say one thing from your last question. I think part of the reason why I wanted to be a stay at home mom is because my mom is a master at creating environments. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed the environment that she created. And I think part of the reason why my, you know, work with Woman Evolve has been so powerful is because we create environments. So okay, so I just wanted to finish that second thing. Okay, success for me. Okay, I was praying about this today. Success for me right now is consistency. Yeah. Consistency is success. Like, I feel like I'm used to having targets, deadlines, goals, moving from one thing to the next. And for me, consistency is success. And that means that whatever I decide inwardly is my goal, whether that is working out and taking care of my health or making sure that I'm intentional about my connection with God to not just do it with this like deadline in mind. Like once I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to stop. Or once I feel connected with God, I'm going to take my foot off the pedal, but to determine who I want to consistently be and how I want to show up the world in the world consistently, because I feel like so much of like our external environment determines what success looks like, mm -hmm. but to come to a place where I decide that who, who I am internally, what my soul needs, what my spirit needs, is how I'm going to define success. So for me right now, it's consistency. Thank you. Um, so two last questions. The um, last question that I ask everybody on the show is, I am the amateur expert and I claim to know a little bit about a lot. So can you please teach me a random fact, a random tidbit of information, something you've learned from a Snapple fact or maybe your go-to scripture, any, anything that I can pull out of my pocket and be like, SJR told me that. <laughs> um, 
Okay. I don't know why this came to mind, a random fact. Maybe it's because I do a lot of cooking. Sometimes in cooking, you have to separate the egg white from the egg yolk. This is so random. This is so perfect. <laughs> but if you take an empty water bottle and squeeze it a little bit and then put it over the egg yolk, it'll suck the egg yolk out. And that's it won't break I, it. It won't break it. It'll just take the egg yolk. I love and that. I and that was perfect. People don't normally answer that right away, so thank you. Um, again, we're at our time, so thank you so much for being on the show. The very last question is, uh, you made some lobster mac um, about a year and a half ago, and I have been working my way to getting to lobster mac. So I don't need a quick yes, but okay. a slow yes to get into lobster mac in the near future. <laughs> slow yes. I got you on the slow yes. We're, we're dissolving. We're okay, so right, right, yeah, no, we can't do it now. But when we've dissolved a little and we have a cheat meal, I got you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a blessing to me and to everyone watching. Uh, I'm so full. I hope you have a great Thank day. Thank you. I hope you have a good day, too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.